Alrighty, everybody. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, week number 16, and it is Christmas weekend. And with that, Wiz, we have a nice spread out schedule in the NFL once again with games Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. If you're listening to this, uh, you, you either love us and are entertained by us, hopefully that is the case, uh, or you're still in your fantasy football playoffs, Wiz, because uh, they are ongoing. A uh, lot going on, obviously, from a fantasy perspective and even from an NFL perspective where teams are jostling to get into the playoffs and uh, some hot races out there, Wiz. Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been difficult with so many key guys um, either have missed a week here or there recently or missing all of the fantasy playoffs, I mean, you know, somebody like Ramondre Stevenson has been completely forgot about, but like, if you didn't handcuff him with Ezekiel Elliott, um, you know, he, he just has been uh, not available for fantasy owners in the, in the fantasy playoffs and Tyreek Hill um, not playing last week, you know, there's a better sense or a better feeling that he will play this weekend, but, um, it's 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 tough going out there. I mean, these oh, are yeah. Oh, yeah. This difficult is... decisions that have to be made and uh, tough tough choices. Look, it's it's difficult enough to you know it's difficult on its own with everything you know going well uh, or everyone everything in place to win in fantasy football. But now you add you know the way the games are spread out or these key injuries, um, lack of transparency. Because um, uh, speaking of which, I just saw they find uh, Arthur Smith and the Falcons for what they did uh, with the Bijan Robinson, not letting people know that he was sick, and it's 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 very it's very difficult, and um, these decisions uh, can be excruciating, and we know more than a few people who uh, have really really been hit hard by this and caused them to make tough decisions, bad decisions. Um, it just, it lends itself, um, to these type of scenarios and it's, uh, it's not easy. No. So you mentioned the, uh, Tyreek Hill and the, and the, uh, Stevenson one, but even key guys, you know, who people, when they drafted them early on in the year, wanted to lean on players like Keenan Allen, uh, Jamar Chase, right? Like it's, 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 it. Yeah, it, it it is definitely hard. I learned this about halfway, actually maybe a quarter way through my career in fantasy football where uh, there was a year where a guy by the name of Sam Congato stepped in and ended up becoming kind of like a folk hero of, of our league in terms of production in the fantasy football playoffs, a player that you didn't hear from all year long, steps on the field and boom. Uh, there'll be a few of those players this weekend, right? There has been a few of these players kind of at the end of the year here that have been making a lot of noise because of injuries, uh, especially at the tight end position. You know, Musgraves went down and guys like Tucker Craft for Green Bay, who's going to be potentially short a couple of receivers this week. What a player like that could do here. Tanner Hudson is uh, nowhere near being a rookie, and, you know, he's making, uh, he's making an impact. Chase Brown here late in the season also for the – for the Bengals. So, yeah, these kind of unforeseen circumstances that happen and, and guys rise to the occasion, and, and that's what we've seen. We, we had a good game uh, last night, Wiz, uh, with the Rams, 
who and the and the Saints who needed to win that football game. Rams bolted out to a big lead. Saints made it interesting late. Uh, really amazing what Puka Nakua has done. Uh, I think you know it'll be a close race. I think between him and C.J. Stroud for Offensive Player of the Year uh, for rookies. Uh, but you know some record breaking stuff that Puka Nakua is looking at in terms of. Uh, receptions and yards for a rookie receiver, fifth-round draft pick out of BYU, a guy I do own in a couple of leagues but should own in more leagues. Uh, I had a wacky story with you know this already. Uh, a couple of guys that asked me for advice frequently, told them to pick up Puka Nakur first week of the year. I was all excited when he had that big game. I turned around, called him, and because of some wacky situation in the league, these two bozos ended up cutting him. Uh, Jim, Jimmy and Bobby ended up cutting him. Uh, I, uh, they finished in last place this year, let's just say that. But these things happen. But uh, anyway, I, I don't want to get too long-winded here, but uh, lots happening in the football, uh, just all over football right now. It's been an exciting year. It's been a year where half the quarterbacks have been knocked out. We've got all these backup quarterbacks that are making an imprint, right? Like uh, making an imprint. Look at Chase Keenum stepping in last week. So it's a wild and woolly week again coming up, I'm sure, in the NFL. Uh, Expect the unexpected is what I would say, and uh, I'm excited for it. But we're here to kind of just talk about the games tomorrow, which are the Saturday games, which are the Bengals and the Steelers, and at night uh, the Chargers and the Bills. Uh, That game being streamed only on Peacock, so you can't just uh, watch that anywhere. So... That's where we're at, Wiz. Uh, I'm excited for football this weekend. Uh, luckily involved in a, in a number of playoffs. You and I as a partnership are involved. Uh, so interested from a fantasy perspective, but certainly interested from a, from a fan perspective as well. Yeah, so let's get, let's get to it. The, uh, two games tomorrow in terms of uh, betting sides and totals and uh, player props. So um, I have two ideas for the Bengals and the Steelers game tomorrow. One is a player prop. I'm going to play under Chase Brown receptions two and a half. Oh, um, you know, last week I played the over on that, right? No, what? I didn't know. I, I, yeah, I, was right. You took the over. Yes. Yep. So I, I, I want to take under on him on receptions. Um, I looked and he, he, he really only played a limited amount. I mean, he was. I think he was only on the field for twenty percent of the snaps. So I want to play him under. Two and a half receptions. I'm feeling good about that one. So in terms of player props for the first game, that's all I got. What about you in terms of Bengals, Steelers, player props? Yeah, I have a two-unit play for the player prop in that game. Was um, the last time around. Uh, so last time, these two guys, these two teams played earlier in the season, right? Uh, 16-10 uh, winning score by the Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's the last time the Steelers actually won a football game. Right now, they're staring at a, a potential of Mike Tomlin having his first losing season. A uh, lot of noise again. That that receiving room is just driving me nuts. I mean, George Pickens, when you listen to him speak, was it sounds like a, a, a really smart guy. But he has said some stupid things this week. Bill Cowher saying, how is this guy even starting? But at this point in time... Uh, it looks like that is going to be the case. He's he's quit on plays. He's not blocking. Uh, he pouts and moans on the sidelines, all this sort of stuff. So there's a lot of chaos here. But with a two-unit play for me this week, uh, Najee Harris carries. I think Tomlin has made some comments about getting back to things. Uh, their best 
Their best run stopper, DJ Reader, was knocked out for the season last week. So I'm going over in a two-unit play, 13 and a half carries for Najee Harris in this game, was. Yeah, I don't mind that one. I saw that he had 100 yards rushing uh, the first time they played. Warren ran the ball well uh, also in that game. So, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that one. Um, so do you have anything else in terms of player props in that game, or just going to go with Harris uh, over? No, just, just, just Harris over. Uh, I, I tell you the one line I mentioned, Tanner Hudson. Uh, it's it's minus two and a half at catches, but the odds are ridiculously tilted against you. I think there's a potential, even if that goes to three and a half, I might be more tempted to do that. This guy's become, especially now we're not going to be looking at Jamar Chase. Uh, I got a feeling this guy's going to catch five or six balls in this game. I'll probably end up betting the two and a half uh, uh, spread on it anyway. But if it goes to three and a half, I'm still tempted. I think the guy's become a viable part of this offense, even though he's not spending a lot of time in the field. When he is on the field, he is being targeted. All right, so let's get to the line in total. Steel, uh, the, the Bengals are three, and the total is 38. Do you have an opinion either way, side or total on this game? Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, this is a game where I, I can see the boat tilted very extremely in the direction of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, and that's something that kind of worries me. I, I'm, I'm staying away from the game, but it feels like a large percentage of people are going to be on the Bengals, Wiz. And there's a part of me that says, with believe it or not, Mason Rudolph starting and stuff like that. I I'm kind of hinting that potentially uh, I think about going with the Steelers, but I'm going to stay away from it. So for me, I have a good idea for this game. Um, I think on paper the Steelers are the better team, and at home I don't understand this line, but. I'm not sure what's going on in that Steeler locker room. I don't know if they've quit on Tomlin, if Tomlin is resigned to the fact that he's going to be moving on. So for me, I don't want to gamble and take the Steelers right off the bat and then Cincinnati jumps on them on like a 10 nothing lead, and then I just feel the game is going to be over at that point. But I'm more comfortable if I play – if I wait for live wagering and I see the Steelers get off to a lead and I see that they've come to play, I'd rather bet them laying after they go up 3 nothing and playing them at, like, pick them than I do playing them plus three at the start. So for me, my two ideas are Chase Brown on the two-and-a-half receptions, and I want to make live wagering play, and I am going to bet the Steelers if they get in on top of this game. And uh, I know I'm not going to get a, a good line as I am before the game starts, but it's worth the wait to see what happens in this game because, to me, it's just going to be one of two things. Either the Steelers in that locker room, it's just not going to work this year and, and Cincinnati is going to win this game easily, or Pittsburgh is going to put up one final stand for Mike Tomlin, and if I see them get off to a lead, I'm going to play them at that point. So live wagering for me uh, on the game. Yeah, so I think if I'm if I'm hearing you, and if you heard me, I think we're thinking alike in this game that you know, that line seems cockeyed. <laughs> That's really yeah, it is a strange. It, it is it is it is a, it is a strange line. So especially um, common, especially doing... in division common opponents, they know each other so well, right? Like there's a lot of different things going on here. So. Cincinnati is a three-point favorite. Honestly, I don't think they're 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 factoring in how much not having Chase uh, Jamar Chase is going to mean in this yeah, game. I, I mean, agree. I agree. you know, really Higgins and Boyd do their best work off of what 
Chase does to the opposing defense. Not having him out there is a big deal to me. So um, I'm tempted just to take the Steelers, but I have to be concerned about the Steelers' mindset. So <clears throat> live wagering for me. Let's get to the Chargers and the Bills. Um, the last time we saw the Chargers play, it was the debacle of all debacles against the Raiders. This is a strange setup for me <laughs> because of the Bills' last two games. Then they finish up against the Patriots and, and Dolphins. This this game is just a strange setup. Is are the Bills going to be up for this game? They're twelve and a half on the road. To me, I'm going to take a pass on it. But I'm curious what you have to say about this game. So I, I would say this was um, if the Raiders who came off of a game where they scored zero points against the Vikings and then last Thursday night go and turn around and score 63 points, including a couple of defensive touchdowns, the following game. I say to myself, how is it possible that a team like the Bills, who are playing for a lot, who are playing terrific football, even though where they're sitting. I think right now you and I would have the conversation that the Bills are probably one of the top six teams in the NFL. Would you agree with that? I would I would agree with that. Right. So you sit here and you look at this line and you say, how is it possible that it's where it is? But it's where it is. And uh, you know what, Wiz? Putting all those things together, um, I think this is a game where – Something that's been completely missing uh, in, in, in recent weeks is, I, even though the Bills are playing terrific, Stefan Diggs has just disappeared. Disappeared from this offense. It's been, the, it's been the James Cook show and the James Cook show. And I don't know what's happened. I bet the under last week on, on Diggs uh, receiving yards and ended up hitting. Um, we're going to do the opposite this week. I think this is a game where it's time to unleash Stefan Diggs, a team that does not do particularly well even against uh, the pass. They're not good against the run. They're not good against the pass. But I, I feel this is a game where they, they, they need to get this player involved. They need to get him involved. I think the over-under for him is 69 and a half. Uh, I know he hasn't been touching that lately, but I'm taking the over Stefan Diggs, a game where they get him going. And I'm also taking the Bills laying the 12 and a half points with him. I was hoping that the under and over on receptions would be five and a half for Diggs. He's had six or more receptions on the road every game except one, the game against Kansas City. Uh, he seems he's played better. His numbers are better on the road this year. The under and over is six and a half. I was with you. I was looking more at receptions than yards of the game, but they kind of go hand in hand. So I was with you. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it at six and a half. Um, but I really don't blame you on the game. I just am worried about the motivation um, and what it's going to be like with Buffalo. And I know they have to win these games. Yep, so they have to win. Take yep. anything. But they're against the Patriots in a revenge game next week, against Miami, at Miami in Week 18, coming off these crazy games that they just played. Um, it just seems this is a spot for a little bit of a lackadaisical effort at 12 and a half. I've seen these teams a couple of times this year already with the interim coach where they play a little bit better. So I hear you. If I was going to bet the game, I'd be with you. I would take the bills and digs over as well. 
But I think for me, I'm just going to take a pass and watch this game. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's. A... It's definitely a strange one, but like, again, I, I keep going back and the for, back and forth. I mean, that last game was just comical, just comical. It was a real, and, and obviously, you know, we've been critical of uh, Brandon St- uh, Staley, and uh, he's no longer the head coach. So, how the team responds to the new coach—that's a—that's kind of another layer here. But you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, in his three seasons uh, at at the helm, you know, I think this has been one of the more disappointing franchises, uh, given the talent that they have. No, there's no, yeah, there, there's no question about that. And, you know, Josh, you know, just Palmer uh, returned, uh, and he he looked very, very good. And um, I don't know, <laughs> it's just it's it's a hard one for me, just because of the spot, um, twelve and a half. I don't know. I could see. I would I be shocked if the Bills really ran the score up and won like forty-one to ten? No, absolutely not. So um, for me, I just as I said I don't I don't like the spot necessarily. Uh, it's a lot of points. It could be the type of game where they're winning, like you know, twenty to three, and they give up a late touchdown. They cut the, they undercut the spread, the Chargers. But to me, I hear what you're saying. I just have to take a pass on this game. All right, was well. That's that for the two games tomorrow. We'll be back uh, tackling the Sunday games uh, probably late tomorrow. We'll probably take care of that one too. But. Uh, Obviously, it's the Christmas weekend. Schedule's spread out. Three games on Monday. Lots of football. Lots of excitement. Wiz, I will talk to you tomorrow. So have a great night. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on SoundCloud. Thanks very much, and uh, good luck if you're in the playoffs for those two games tomorrow, guys. Bye.